This is Subconscious Mind Mastery Podcast number 150. Thomas Miller back with the sequel, or I guess the continuation, of this story of why I switched back from Colorado to Texas. There were a number of factors, as I mentioned in the previous podcast. And in this podcast, I want to tell you, as Paul Harvey would have said, the rest of the story. You know, if you even take a step back to Colorado, I had been planning at least to travel after the kids, my kids were up and out. So that was something that I had been working for for about mm, 20 years. <laughs> you know, I got, I, I did this astrology read on astro.com from Liz Green. It's one of those canned computerized things, but boy, it had some punchy stuff in there. And one of the, uh, it started, the first sentence said, you are one of life's travelers. So as I've more explored astrology, I've come to understand and just lean into those things and not even resist them. So it's like, okay, if you've got an itch, you've got a scratch, right? So the, the Colorado thing was had been in the works for a long time in my mind. I didn't know how and where it was going to come together, but it just... Yeah, I just got to that point where it was like, I've got to do this. Well, if you take a big step back to June 2013, that begins the rest of the story. I was walking into a workshop at Unity Church Dallas. Tama Keeves was the speaker. She's a published author, and she was recently back here, and you'll hear about that in a minute. But I was walking in, and another person was walking in from the parking lot. We met at the door, and I opened the door for her. And as she walked by, I just thought, what was that? I mean, I, I didn't really get a look at her. There was an energetic, wow. I had not experienced that in my life. I mean, this was, you, you know, when have you ever been in that position where you know you've known somebody before? That was this. Well, I ended up sitting next to her in the service. Gee, that how was that arranged? <laughs> and then we connected in the workshop, and I mean, it was what the energetic draft was at the door. It was instant connection. And we dated for about three years before I moved to Colorado. In fact, we had only been together just a little bit, a few months, when I had my heart issues at the end of 2013. And she was absolutely amazing. You know, a lot of people, especially when you're connecting with somebody later in life, and then all of a sudden that person is in the cardiac unit of the hospital, would have said, eh, I don't think so. This was quite the opposite. I mean, she walked me through that darkest hour of my life beautifully, and we had not known each other in this life that long, but this was definitely one of those soulmate connections. And maybe we can unpack some of this later as time goes on, but even with that, we all have our stuff, right? And even in that context of that soul connection, as time unfolded, obviously, we both still had issues to work through. And that pretty much surfaced when I went to Colorado and basically used that Colorado time as self-development time. 
And it was very much not only for me, but as it turned out, that time of separation was also time for her to work on herself in a similar way. And we would keep in touch during that time, but weren't together, as you'd say, as a couple. But then when I came back to Dallas, so this would be like a month before the transition, I was feeling like I love this song from uh, Bob Seger. It's called Roll Me Away. Just listen to the words of this little section right here. This is great. Stood alone on a mountaintop, staring out at the great divide. I could go east, I could go west. It was all up to me to decide. And when I came back to Dallas, I was thinking literally that. I could go east, I could go west. It was all up to me to decide. And and was kind of in that position, but I knew in my heart, there's that, like we were talking about the Amir Zoji podcast, there's that heart feeling again. The traveler part of me could have gone east or west. The heart part of me wanted to be back where my heart was at home. So when I came back to Texas, and this is obviously picking up on the last podcast. So if you've landed on this one before number 149, you might want to listen to that first to get the context of this. But the other thing that I was thinking in Texas was if I were to make this transition, where would it be? My daughter is doing amazing things here. My son is literally in the process of moving back as this podcast is being recorded. I've got some great connections business-wise, but there was one more piece that needed to be in place if I was going to do this. And that piece fell in place while I was on my trip back here. This person's name is Majana. I know, it's, okay, it's it's uh, Madonna with a J. How about that? But it, it's Hawaiian something, Hawaiian. So it's like got this magic to it already. But when we met for lunch and very... It was very much like an old friend's connecting, but, you know, that something could spark, right? And part of my decision, whether I would go east or I would go west, really laid with her. Because Dallas is so easy to get into as a city, air-wise, that I could have always come back for the kids. Business, I mean, I feel like I could have gone east or west and developed business someplace. But this one... This one was the only thing that was here, that was going to be here for a few years, that made the difference. And as I said in the last podcast, I literally was with this to the point of coming back to Colorado, went fishing, hooked this big fish, <laughs> and then went back to Aspen. And there in that environment, stepping back from one place, realizing this could be home, back to another place, does this continue to be home? And I knew that the heart connection was this, and this was what resonated with me and what I felt, is that I wanted the love to be focused on the people in my life who I love deeply, more than a place in my life that I had also grown to love deeply. So we are going to be teaming up to extend this message. 
And actually, that is part of Podcast 140, the North Node podcast. I've had more emails from people saying that that has made a significant difference in their life, just understanding that life purpose that comes from the North Node. And mine was very clear as I was putting that podcast together, involves relationship and partnership. So after doing that podcast, which was several months ago, I have had my radar up and my eyes open for partnership and relationship. And there's no other partner that I could think of on the planet of doing this with than Majana. She's been an educator for most of her career. She was actually on the staff at Unity Church of Dallas. And she has a heart for this message and for helping people live more empowered lives. So with that, I want to introduce you to my partner, Majana. Hi, nice to meet you all virtually. So there are a couple pieces to Thomas's story of when we met that I'd like to plug in from my perspective. The day that we met at that workshop, I had a few very intuitive and loud and clear responses or prompts at that moment. One being that we already know each other. And the other being that we would work together. And with both of those, I looked at him and I thought, sure, I can do that. This is exciting. So the few opportunities we had to work with each other, including my father's memorial service, was effortless. I've never been able to work with anyone as intuitively as Thomas and I worked together. And yet I knew what was in his heart. I knew that restlessness and that longing for Colorado was there from the beginning. So when the opportunity arose for him to take that journey up there, I had no option but support him in that. Well, you had other options. You could have said, get the heck out of here, you rascal. (laughs) Yes, and I knew you had to go. And we could not be together until you resolved that. Yeah, that that would be true. (laughs) (laughs) You can thank Liz Green for that reading, I guess. Well, what I didn't realize is, one, it would be so long, such an extended period of time. Nobody who goes there does. Right. And at the same time, I had work to do as well. And that kind of, as the universe tends to do... um, kind of hits you upside the head. So I was doing, experiencing my growth opportunities at the same time. So let me ask you this then. When we got back together in May, just a little over a month ago, what was there for you that you were willing to even come to lunch, much less re-invite this relationship? Well, that was definitely part of the journey. During that period of time, I worked very much on me. And the last piece of that was buying a house as a single parent and being okay with that and being okay with the idea of having a partner or not having a partner and truly, truly getting okay with that for the first time in my life. And when I got there to that point, you show back up. (laughs) That's the way, that's exactly the way it happens. In fact, I've talked to and coached a lot of people who have been stuck in some way or another because they're holding on to some type of resistance or push against the way that things are. 
And boy, I'm telling you, it's a, you want a magical formula? When you let go, you get. So let me ask you this, Manjana. What made you then, as I went back to Colorado and we communicated then, what made you open to me coming back and us being together? Besides seeing the clarity of your energy, there were two other things that happened um, when you were first here. I went to Unity that Sunday morning that we met, and for the first time in five years, who was speaking and doing a workshop again that very day? (laughs) That was funny. Yeah, I drove up there and on the marquee, Tama Keeves. I could do nothing but sit in the parking lot, and I finally pulled out my camera and took a picture of it. (laughs) (laughs) You know, sometimes the universe leaves us with signposts. We definitely get direction through synchronicity. We have to be awake to it. But man, that was like an arrow of the universe just going, look here, point here. Yeah, absolutely. Goodness sakes. And what was the other one? So, oh, a few days, maybe a week after that, You were about to leave. You were going to leave on Saturday, I believe, and could not get on American Airlines' website to get a flight out. Yeah, I'd clean the rat stuff up out of the storage unit. I thought, well, I might as well. I was hot. I was tired. I was miserable, and I just wanted cool, dry air. And I thought, well, I'll just fly out on Saturday. And American has been offering these really steeply discounted flights between Dallas and Denver, and you just have to catch them. So I kind of let it hang loose and thought I'd pick up a last-minute flight. Americans' whole ticket-booking infrastructure was down on that Saturday, and I couldn't even call and redeem miles to get back. It was crazy. The whole system was shut down. That was crazy, and truthfully, I wasn't sure about that. I saw you on your phone looking. Then you pull up your laptop, and you're looking, and I... So once I got a little more grounded in that, I thought, okay, really? Tama Keeves, and now he can't fly out. And do I believe the whole world is closed off to American Airlines right now? No, I think Thomas Miller is closed off. And again, this is the universe going, y'all figure this out. You're here together. Get it figured out. And I was coming from some fear. You know, I had had a stretch of time, even though I had gotten okay with and very happy with my life, the thought of the possibility of having to go through that adjustment again really isn't very appealing. And so I was having some reservations about that. And with the synchronicities, you know, I had to get pretty real with myself and say, stop it. Stop it. Stop wallowing in fear and stand in your truth. Own your own power, Majana. And what do I know? I know that the greatest force of the whole universe is love. I've learned that from the angels. <laughs> you taught a class on that. Actually, I did. At Unity. Yeah. yeah. So I knew that Thomas had done his work, and I know that I had done my work, and we had to give it a shot. And that was the tipping point because. As I've said, when I went back, that missing piece that I couldn't resolve in Colorado, even though I really tried independence, seclusion, and then it was in Colorado, obviously, just a few months ago that I stumbled onto that North Node material and learned that my calling was in relationship, 
in partnership. And I've always wanted a work-home-life partnership where one's life vocation and advocation are shared. As have I. And I always knew that there was really only one person that that could be, and that's you. As have I. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. So, so Majana is going to be part of the podcast. And this has been interesting, too, because I was looking at a guy that I've mentioned on here before and had not followed for a while. Michael Hyatt has a big, huge following. And he is now doing a male-female podcast, and it looks like he's been doing it for a while. And that's something that Majana and I had actually talked about mm, several months ago, is since all this Me Too shift in energy in the world, that's the Me Too movement, obviously, triggered by Harvey Weinstein, is that there has been a shift in global energy honoring and acknowledging and desiring more feminine energy. So we had been talking about the benefit of doing male-female workshops, for example, because that balance is almost being mandated by the market now. So she's going to be joining me in future podcasts. She is a teacher. She has a heart for this material. So she's going to be sharing her thoughts and bringing that feminine balance and perspective. So, Majan, I want to ask you this. Talk about following your heart. Like, how do you follow your heart? That has also been a journey for me. And a huge, huge program that helped me with this is called the Connection Practice, which uses some of the strategies from heart math, such as coherence and wisdom, checking with the wisdom of your heart. So just Making that heart connection definitely has um, paved that way. And then I do work with angels and guides, and angels are nothing but pure love, and they love to have fun. And so listening to the angels, and they're telling me, listen within, go within, follow your heart. You know, even somebody as hard-headed as I can catch that when you hear it often enough. Now, Majana's a Capricorn, and if you know anything about Capricorns, everything goes right to the head, right? First, boom, my dad was a Capricorn. lot of internal processing. I'm a water sign. I'm an emotional sign, so I'm, you know, I flop around all over the place and be perfectly comfortable with that. Not a Capricorn. So have you struggled getting from head to heart? It was a struggle, definitely. And I think my internal cue for that now because I still have to be a little bit analytical, is I know that anytime I'm acting from love and integrity, the answer is yes. It may not be, it may not give me the results that I'm expecting or even necessarily want in that moment, but it is certainly for the greatest good. And following that, the answer is always yes. Talk about buying this house. How did that come about from a heart perspective? Oh, goodness. I looked at, literally probably walked into 30 houses, and I had the best realtor ever with patience. And I walked into this house and literally took two steps in, did not even know what the rest of the house looked like. It was the feel. It was the energy of the house. And I just looked at my realtor and I said, this is it. This is my house. And she kind of laughed, not understanding the energetic part of me. So we looked through the house, and it's not 
perfect, but it was home and it felt like home immediately. And in fact, as we were starting to leave, I started to close some of the plantation blinds on the front of the house. And the realtor said, I think those were open a little bit. And I said, yeah, I think they were too, but I don't want anybody looking in my house realizing it's vacant right now. (laughs) And it was only a matter of time before you were moving boxes. That's right. So what are some tips that you've learned about following your heart and opening to possibilities? Just being more present not projecting outcomes and being present to whatever is unfolding. Well, this certainly is now unfolding, and thank you for the journey. I am so excited about this. All right. I always love to give takeaways. So let's think of a couple of takeaways for this experience in this program. All right. Um, First, I would say never say never. What do you mean? I never thought Thomas Miller would come back to Texas. (laughs) Thomas Miller didn't think that Thomas Miller would ever come back to Texas. (laughs) Things change. Energy shifts. Things change. We get locked down to things. We get locked down to moments. We get locked down to people, situations, places, and energy changes around them. And we have to be free to be flexible. It's like my, my friend Rick said when I texted him doing this. He said, I love how you just... Follow your heart. This is what I got from Amir Zoji's program, is the ability to just follow your heart to where your heart is leading you in love. But don't get locked down. Yeah, that's a good point. Never say never. What else? Well, what you just said, love is the strongest power, and it's certainly stronger than fear. And the last one right now would be trust in the universe. That Universal dance is choreographed beautifully in ways we cannot even imagine. Just trust it's working for you. And the one that I would throw in that would be probably my broken record now is follow the blink, Malcolm Gladwell. If you have not read blink or at least read the first part of blink, you absolutely should because that is about following that very first internal feeling. The blink. When I told my daughter that I was coming back to Dallas, she was not surprised. She said, yeah, I could tell. She had already discerned the blink because when your mind takes over, you know this is a Capricorn. (laughs) Very well. You've lost it. Yeah, there are details. There were a lot of things that I had to go figure out in the head to make all of this happen. But the blink was what I went back to and ran with it. And now you know why I'm back in Texas. Welcome home, and let's enjoy the journey. I could go east, I could go west, it was all up to me to decide. Just then I saw a young hawk flying and my soul began to rise. Pretty soon.
The opinions on this podcast are those of the host based on personal experience only and are not intended as medical or psychological advice. If you are experiencing symptoms that require professional treatment, please contact a licensed medical practitioner. The stories and opinions expressed on this podcast are independently those of the host and guests and are not intended to be taken as medical advice or to replace medical care from a licensed professional when appropriate.